This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Lots to do on this Wednesday night edition of the show. We'll talk a little Mets, a little Yankees, and yes, we'll, we'll recap the NBA. Here we go. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Also via Twitter at hardest to ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY ninety eight underscore seven FM. Along with Jake the Snake and JP, the J and J connection. We're here until midnight. Freddie and Fitz at that time on ninety eight seven ESPN New York. Hey Gordon, what's happening? Larry, how you feeling? First off, I got a question for you. Yes. This is the team that you guys, the Met fans, are worried about chasing you down? This team? This Phillies team? They stink. They stink, Gordon. They and, stink. And They're terrible. I know. Can't score any wo- – they, they got a woge bomb to start the game, but that was about the only runs they really scored. Uh-huh. Yep. The Yankees are approaching this game like it was like getaway day, and they're up by 25 in first place with the you know the 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 pitchers they're throwing out there. The bullpen is terrible. I mean, this is this is the competition for the Mets. I mean, they may as well start printing the playoff tickets now. Three games back, three in the loss column. Come on, Gordon. This is not a good team, though, Larry. It's not a good team, but it's no. not a good division. No, it's not. It's a terrible division, but, I mean, look, <laughs> if, this is, if this is your greatest competition. But it isn't. The greatest competition is really, for me, it's Washington now. And, yes, they're four games under. And, yes, we have a six-game lead in the loss column over there, over them. But, Gordon, I just I, – you know how I am. I've got pains. I lost – I hear you. I lost a division in a month. So just let me just let me hang on to this. I know what you're saying. You're right about Philadelphia. We know Philadelphia doesn't have a great bullpen. But come on, Gordon. Are the Mets going to get a Cy Young Award out of their bullpen? Look, I mean, <laughs> they're the nasty boys compared to these guys. I mean, these they, guys, I mean, yes, these. This is like the uh, the late Yan- the Yankees runs in the you know when they had Mariano out there compared to uh, compared to what the Phillies are trotting out there. This is true, but I will say this. In their defense, this is not the same Yankee team that they played before, Gordon. No. This is a hit-and-run Yankee team. This is a Yankee team that's stealing bases. This is a Yankees team that's putting pressure on pitchers so they have to do something different. Just like I told you the other night, at the end of the season, you guys need to put a little speed in your lineup. Just a couple of guys. I mean, right now (laughs) – Allen's going to be player of the week in the, in the American League. Player of the week. <laughs> we're, 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 we're looking to put a spot out in Monument Park. We're looking where, where do we have some extra space over here? Where can we squeeze this in? Greg Allen, who I think two weeks ago, I don't even know if I'd ever heard the name before, really. Um, I co- certainly couldn't tell you, you know, what kind of player he was or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, he's made an impact right away. Also doesn't hurt the Yankees have started hitting some home runs again. You know, that, yes. <laughs> that, that kind of helps, too. You can, it, would, it would help to have both things going at the same time. It would. It would. And here's the question. And Kate mentioned it earlier today, and I was thinking the same thing. Where's this guy been? Where's Florio been? <laughs> like you could have well, brought these guys up Larry, before. We I were talking. I mean, we've been talking about this forever. I mean, yes. we were. I mean, how little can you think about your organization? To, that even now, you know, first base. I mean, they have Lemayhew over there at times, um, but outside of him playing there, 
with Voight being down, the Yankees don't have any. Imagine being like someone in the Yankees organization that could play first base. The kid that they had playing there last night, he obviously has never played there before. The kid Brantley, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the play that he had uh, late in the game, trying to field uh, the throw from 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 Glaber. I tried to introduce I, you guys to each other. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. <laughs> imagine being someone in the organization. And you're thinking to yourself, I I can't do any better than that. I mean, yeah. they gave they gave Mike Ford a month and a half of mm-hmm. trying to, to get things going, and he couldn't get it going. So, yeah, it is puzzling why it took them this long to bring people up, especially Floria. You know, some of these guys, I get it. They might not be what mm-hmm. are really regarded as prospects. Right. Florial is, I mean, it was a, a, a couple of years ago now, he, he was going to be the bright, shining star. And it, I know the road has taken a lot of detours from them because of injuries and different things, but he's supposed to be one of their better prospects within the organization. And listen, let's see what he can do in this spot. Right. What, is, what did you have to lose? What he's do you have? Exactly. What do you have to lose? Right. Brett Gardner's hitting 193. And even he had a home run last night. Yeah. <laughs> so, and listen, things are looking up for the Yankees. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And, yeah. and, and you know what? And you know this as well as I do. It's – not who you play, it's when you play them. And right now you're playing, you took three out of, you know, you took the series from Boston. You're you're in prime spot here. You're in a good position, even though Glaber Torres just booted the, oh. the ball. <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking. He was waiting for it to that go looked up like maybe my did. performance at the LaGreca softball game fielding <laughs> that one. That was hot potato. That wasn't good. No. That wasn't good. And, you know, you got Zach Britton on. And so, you know, you're – you're in a good spot here. We're not going to jinx anything. We're in a good spot. And so you're looking at an off day tomorrow, getting ready for a weekend in Fenway. And, Gordon, listen, this is, this is, this is the energy. And we talked about it, and I told you when I covered the Yankees, there was always some kid, some player they brought up. And that's, that was pure part of the discussion you just alluded to as to why are you letting this outfield be as bad as they are. There's got to be somebody in the, in the minor leagues that would give some, some, you know, some life. And that's what Allen has done. Florial's done it. I mean, you know, they look like a different team. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, look, I think part of that is the Phillies. Um, but, no, you get a little speed, double steals, hit and runs, um, you know, going first to third, all that type of stuff. It's it, it does add a different element, and it might be short-lived. But right, if you can get – when it's crisis time, if you can get anything out of somebody, even if it's mm-hmm. just a week – isn't that worth it considering some of the production you've gotten some other places? Now, the only reason why I think Allen's up here is because they had no other choice. Right. It was the COVID thing. It's not like they thought to themselves, hey, you know what? Let's give this guy a chance. It was, who do we got? So, yeah. um, and I think that's why Floriel's up here. And, and at least so far, Floriel has looked pretty good. So, it's, it's kind of crazy that these guys have not gotten a chance before now. The kid Park, who was, I think, what do you have, like a 30-game on base streak or something like yeah. that. He's tearing up the minor leagues. They might not think that highly of him. They didn't give him really any opportunity before sending him down. But maybe you got to give some guys a chance to prove you wrong. If everything no is going wrong, you know, even if it's just a scratch-off lottery ticket with very long odds, it's better than what you, what you already know you have. Absolutely. Especially when you're looking at the team struggling like that. Oh, I mean, I mean, gasping. They're drowning. And you've got life preservers, and you're throwing them anchors. Right. <laughs> and you're wondering well, this why is only a pool down. noodle. I don't know if this will really help. You really need one of those big, uh, you know, the round ones. 
No, give him the pool noodle. That might help him float for a little while. Whatever it takes. Give him something. That's Some the swimmies. Whole thing. Give him something. Give him something. So, you know, I, and once again, we're not saying that they're going to run the table and we're not saying that they're going to win the division and we're not saying they're going to definitely get a wild card. I'm not even card. saying they're going to win a night. <laughs> exactly. But what we are saying is at least you're looking at a team that that's energetic, that has that has some life, that that's that's competitive. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely giving them a little bit of a different look and a different feel and, and maybe shaking up the room a little bit, especially after, you know, you could understand why they'd be down, right? You, you come out mm-hmm. of the all-star break and you get the news that you do about COVID popping yeah. up again. And I don't care how much of a professional you are, there has to be a sense of, man, here we go. I mean, it's, it's always something, right? It, yeah. Even the guys on the team have to feel like, man, when is this going to end? Exactly. And and to get some of the performance, like the kid Allen or Floreal or – uh, whoever, uh, the kid that pitched tonight, even, I mean, he didn't pitch great, but he, he kept him in the game. Yeah. Gave you four innings, right? 83 pitches. So, um, yeah, I mean, you, you need something right now. It's crisis time. It's time. If you're going to, if you're going to go, you got to go now. So it's good that whatever production you can get out of them, get it out now before, you know, the other guys come back. I mean, listen, the, the kid tonight, Will Jahowski, Yeah. He, he was, he was as good as Tyon was early in the season. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, Tyon's turned the, turned the tide, and you, Last you see starts, the improvement. Yeah. He's better. But, I mean, he gave you four innings. And and you know what? Uh, the Yankees are making some strides. We'll leave it at that. How about yes. that? Making yes. some strides. Now, Gordon, I was very happy with the Mets today. And Marcus Stroman is my new hero. I'll explain next. You're listening to ESPN New York Tonight on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> No joke. I used to let the mic smoke. Now I slam it when I'm done and make sure it's broke. When I'm going, no one gets on. Cause I won't let nobody press up and mess up the scene. I Hardest said, thing I like to stand in the crowd. 1-800-919-3776. Gordon, this era and Zach Britton, this is a little unnerving yeah, no. right now. Look, said it at the time, right? It's not a second guess. I said, don't feel good about this game. You know, like yeah. I'm not putting this game in the win column just yet. No, no, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be this interesting. This might be a Mets-Reds game like the other night. No, we no, no, no. I hope for your, for your sake, <laughs> having what I went through, I hope not. <laughs> you need to be spared oh from, that, from that roller coaster madness. Well, look, one thing that's been consistent with the Yankees all year, as soon as you start feeling good about them, they will do something that will change that. Yeah. So. But not tonight, Gordon. Positive let's, thinking. Let's Positive hope thinking. not. Let's Positive hope thinking. not. Positive thinking. Positive thinking. That's what I had today because, listen, Marcus Stroman has been a guy that's been very solid for the Mets. First half, he was fantabulous. Past couple of outings, though, near the end of the first half, he struggled a little bit. And so when you understood how badly the Mets bullpen has been worn down over the past couple of games, they really needed him to step up. And what he did today, Gordon, he was simply he, – he was outstanding. Eight shutout innings. He surrendered only one hit. Uh, seven nothing for the Mets. This was man. This was really what the doctor ordered. Yeah, and after a, you know, kind of a series where there's been plenty of opportunities in offense uh, at a ballpark. I'm pretty sure that it is it, that skews good offensive, uh, good offensive numbers in that ballpark. Going out there today and doing what he did. I mean, you're right. I mean, that is exactly what the doctor ordered, especially after the kid got hurt last night and early yeah. in the game. Stock. 
So, yeah, your bullpen needed a rest, so at least you got one for one day, right? Got one for one day. Here's Marcus Stroman on why he was particularly happy with his outing today. Yeah, this feel, this probably feels the best because of the situation we were in with the bullpen. You know what I mean? I, I think it was a key for whether whether it was me today or whoever was out there on the mound today um, to go deep in a game. So it's a pretty good feeling, man, when you have the bullpen come in and everyone's dapping you up saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know what I mean? Because those guys kind of needed a break down there. So uh, I love this team, man. Every Everyone on this team has got a great, great vibe here, great camaraderie. And um, through all adversity, we, we kept our heads down and we played really well. Um, like I said, through the ups and downs. Luis Rojas was asked, Gordon, is Stro is Strowman one of your aces? Yes, he's he's one of our aces. I mean, he's been an ace, uh, I think, for majority of his career, right? And he, I mean, this guy is is just nasty, um, and he doesn't care where he pitches. You guys saw him pitching in Colorado. You guys saw him pitch him here uh, today, where we've seen some balls leave the yard that we don't think are going to leave the yard, and he had no problem. I mean, he he goes out there and gives up one hit in eight innings, like just lights out. He doesn't care, you know. So is not afraid. You know, he goes out there and he brings his A game all the time. You know, he's not afraid. And that's exactly what we saw today. He's got an attitude, Gordon. He's got an attitude that you love to have in your pitchers. And, and Rojas is right. He doesn't care where he, he – he's a very confident guy. He doesn't care where he, he toes the rubber. He thinks he can go out there and beat you. And that's what you need. It's, he's great. He would be great as an ace, but especially as your number two or three guy. He's been invaluable to this, to this team this year. Yeah, and just, you know, even when he's pitched well this year, he's, he, you know, if he goes six innings, seven innings, that's kind of pushing it. Uh, so to get eight out of him today was uh, was was monumental. Uh, and, why, I mean, why take him out when he's pitching? You know, he give up one hit, go, you know, you can go 12 innings if you pitch that well. So uh, it was eight today, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I do think that there is a little bit of the, um, you know, the fact that, at his size, he's probably – that's where I think that comes from because mm-hmm. he's not the tallest guy. I'm sure that a lot of people kind of doubted him along the way of whether or not he was going to be able to excel at this level. So uh, you see that in his personality, the shouting match I think he got into with the guy on Pittsburgh the last time out. You know, he does have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, but, uh, you know, for your team, that's a good thing, right? When you got a yeah. guy like that on your team, that's what you want. And for me, I'm just happy with the offense, Gordon. And they bounce back, and I give them a lot of credit. And we've talked about the resiliency of this team a lot, what they've been able to do with all the injuries they had. And, yeah, it's been a bad division, but you still could have lost games. Lord knows the other teams in your division. Absolutely. So you're happy with that. And, listen, you lose two straight to Pittsburgh. You give up three home runs, but you get three home runs today. Grand slam from Dom Smith. The offense is wrong. They finished with 11 homers in the series against Cincinnati. And, you know, Gordon, for a team that has been that has struggled to put runs and, and key, you know, much like the Yankees, uh, this was a godsend, this series. Yeah. Uh, well, look, I mean, it's about keeping your, bu- your head above water, right? Trying to, to, to build the lead as much as you can, but certainly not uh, slipping down. And it's almost like, the surprising result was actually to me yesterday's game. Like when they don't come mm. back at this point, mm-hmm. I'm almost, that's much more shocking than when because when, when we were on Monday night, uh, yeah. you know, we were on Monday night. I said Mets are going to win this game. You've just seen it too many times that they they are able to be resilient and and consistency as well in, in terms of their resiliency. It's not just that they had a couple of weeks where oh yeah they keep battling. I mean they've kind of done this all season long. So. Um, to me, the, the result last night when they get the guy on the, the leadoff walk in the ninth inning and he doesn't score, 
I'm actually sitting there saying, wow, that's kind of surprising. Mets didn't yeah. score that run. Oh, wow, surprising. So good to see the offense. And the offense is probably going to have to carry you here a little bit. Yes. Uh, unless you make a deal to bring in a starting pitcher, the offense, it's time. The, 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 the starting pitching has done its job. The defense has largely done the job. The bullpen has largely done the job this year. Now it's time for the Mets offense, which is one of the big strengths of the team. I mean, they are a team that's, supposed, that's drawn up to score a lot of runs. It really has not connected and clicked that way so far. But now that you got some guys back, and, and hopefully McNeil's not going to be out for any – I didn't see any update on him. But you, you got to have the offense start to carry you, at least until DeGrom gets back. Absolutely. Luis Rojas on the offense. Luis? Yes, yes, we did, Justin. And we talked about this offense, that it was going to click. And for us, it's clicking right now. And, you know, there's going to be guys that are out there all for day. Like, we had Conforto all for five today, the same guy that hit the two the two homers two days ago, right? He didn't show up, but Dom, he's a grand slam. Guillermo, he's a homer. Uh, Jonathan Villar, he's a homer. Like, guys are going to are gonna rotate uh, in contributing for, for, for this offense. And, you know, the guy that goes to the all four is going to draw a walk, too, because he's, he's locked in, so... The connection with the the hitters that we have is going to create uh, runs for us, and we haven't had in the season consistently. But we've seen that team. We've seen this team that uh, that's an offensive team too. That it's not only uh, the pitching and the defense, the formula that can give us win. But you know, we're we're excited that we have our offense going right now. A lot of guys are starting to swing really good, and they're taking it game to game. So good day off, good win before a day off. They're always great. Uh, and then, you know, we go to this weekend series against the Blue Jays. You know, we want to, we have to carry that offense to beat them as well. And that's going to be a tough weekend, Gordon. I mean, when you don't have your top pitchers against that Jays team. Yeah, that offense, they can Ooh. definitely score runs. Now they'll give up some, but yes. yeah, that off, they, they can certainly swing the bats. Gordon, I'm going to say this, and, and, and it came into my mind, but I didn't want to say it. I don't know that I would have brought Nelson in that situation. Bases loaded, you know, really no margin for error. That's a tough situation for him. And he's not been very good. I mean, it's no, just, he hasn't. It, you know, there are certain guys that you just don't really trust. And, and, and the real problem in this inning was that Britain wasn't very good. No. And, it, you know, sometimes you think, oh, they, they, you know, whoever it is, in this case it's Britain, oh, this guy's back. This guy, oh, he's finally available after all the injuries that Britain has dealt with. He's not been very good. He's not been the same guy, so it's good that he's back out there, but you need him to start to perform. So Nick Nelson is not a guy that you really trust. Uh, Justin Wilson's not really a guy that you really trust. So uh, Yankees have gotten themselves into a real spot here, and uh, this one, long for, long way from being over yet. Absolutely. 1-800-919-3776. couple of questions for you to uh, answer for Gordon and myself. Uh, from the Yankees standpoint, should they make a big trade before the deadline? If so, who? You know, names out there, Joey Gallo, Starling Marte, Adam Frazier. We'll see what Gordon thinks. Also, from the Mets standpoint, should they make a big trade? Now, obviously, Chris Bryant's been the name that's been floating around. Everybody knows Chicago's on a, on a fire sale there. But maybe it's Jose Barrios. Maybe it's a pitcher that the Mets need. We'll get your thoughts, and we'll give you ours next. You're listening to ESPN New York Tonight on 98.7 ESPN. New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Gordon, let's go to the phone. Let's do it. Spikes in St. Pete. He leads us off on ESPN New York tonight. What's up, Spike? 
Hey, good to talk to my guys here. Get, looks like you getting some airtime, which is really uh, cool. And it could be real cool down where I'm in Berlin. <laughs> Man, it's hot here. It's, really? uh, it's been crazy. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, so first with the Yankees, uh, I'm marching. This inning's taking forever, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know why it just doesn't. Uh, you know, it's just the bullpen. The pitching in baseball is so bad. Yeah, Philly's bullpen stinks. The Yankees' bullpen looks shaky, but uh, it's a little more exciting with these kids. And they hit no runs again. We'll see how this one works out. This would be a bad loss, but hopefully they don't get it. Matt Stroman was brilliant today. He really was, and he's from your area, Larry, right? Yeah, he, he yeah, went to school. Long Island. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Matt or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he's pretty good. He, he too yeah. One basketball comment because sure. I got to close out my season with this. Absolutely. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Giannis is a great player, uh, just absolutely brilliant player. And uh, what I saw the strategy that the Bud used was play bully ball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they let they let him get away with a lot of stuff, man. Uh, they got True Holiday and the PJ Tucker for a reason, and uh, that was uh, that was the basketball highlight personally. Play rough and play tough, and uh, more more props to Giannis, boys. I mean, he was brilliant making those free throws at home in a clutch game. Puts them right up there. That closeout game with Clyde's game, and it's hard for me to even say that. I know yeah. the game was different, but the Clyde's game uh, was always Willis's game incorrectly. Mm-hmm. And uh, this game was uh, this game was something. I mean, uh, I guess that San Antonio tree's pretty good. And I'd like to hear what you say. I'll listen to the program and hope you guys stay cool up there. Santa right, Canupo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Spike. Thanks for the phone call. Gordon, it is very rare. And we'll get back to the calls in a second. It's very rare when you have a player live up to the hype in a big game, a closeout game with everything. And it's not the seventh or deciding game, but still, it was, you know, for Phoenix, it was. And the way. Uh, Giannis performed at both ends of the floor. Gordon, he was dominant. He, he, yeah. nobody, they had no answer for him. Whatever he, he did, whatever he wanted to do. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, the stat I saw today that jumped out to me of the guys who have scored 50 in an NBA Finals game, he did so on the fewest shot attempts. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just, you know, you can get 50 if you, if you, if you chuck up enough shots and, I mean, he was just absolutely uh, in the zone, and it seemed like down the stretch, Middleton and Holiday and the rest of the guys were like, we're riding you, big fella. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you do what you got to do. We, we are uh, at your disposal, but you got it. Uh, and he did absolutely do it. I mean, he was just unbelievable, just absolutely took over that game. Uh, and it is one of the most dominating – I don't think that they're – Look, I wasn't really around. I was alive, but I, w- I don't remember Clyde's game or, mm-hmm. you know, some of the ones that uh, Bill Russell had back in the day. Mm-hmm. But that's about as dominating a closeout game as I've ever seen. Yeah, it, it, it's right up there. Yeah. It is, I guess, Gordon, you would think of. And, yes, Walt Clyde Frazier with the 36 points, obviously in the Willis-Reed, uh, the Willis-Reed game for the Knicks. But more recently, you would think of Magic with, what, 42 replacing Kareem? Yeah, with the Lakers against Philly, you would do that. Shaq obviously had some yeah. dominant games in his wins. LeBron, uh, you know, against when he shut, when he closed out Golden State uh, and Cleveland. So those are some of those, and these are the this was right up there with those. And for me, Gordon, yeah, fifty points, but 50. five block shots. Yeah, 
I mean, he was just all over the all over the floor. Everywhere you turned, it was Giannis. It was Giannis, and it was more Giannis. And he, whatever you thought about him, you have to take your hat off and say, you know what, he's improved. And we talked about it as you watched his adjustment this series. He learned from Toronto setting up the roadblock in the lane, <laughs> when, when and when they eliminated him in the year that they went on to win the championship, and then he loses the surprise, you know. He beats him in the bubble. And so he went and he made adjustments. And even this series, he made adjustments from, you know, not shooting the three to playing a pick and roll game with, with Middleton and rolling to the basket and, and setting up the mid-range jumper. And just just since they allowed him to be as physical, which is his game, he just did what he was supposed to do. Absolutely. And how about the foul line? What yeah. was he, 15 of 17 or 17 and 9? I mean, whatever it was. 17 of 19 last 17 and 19 from the foul line. I mean, that's that's incredible. So I'm happy. You know, I think everybody today shared the fact that they were happy for him because, A, he's just a very likable guy, but also the way that it's kind of come together in Milwaukee, right? Like, that's the way it's supposed to be. It's not supposed mm-hmm. to be you get this guy, you develop him, and then he leaves yeah. to go someplace else to form some super team. It's supposed to be that you reap the rewards, and that sometimes doesn't happen. I don't know if he'll ever win another one in Milwaukee, but he doesn't have to win another one in Milwaukee. Right. He's got one. I mean, yep. they went all in this year. There were a lot of times where it seemed very questionable. I questioned it. I think most people did. When you take a look, you know, they lost the game by, fit, what was it, 50, 49, whatever it was, 40 points. Mm-hmm. The Nets, that one game, uh, they were down 0-2 a bunch of time in these series, but uh, they got it done, and 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 that one is forever, right? I mean, that's yeah. the thing about winning a title. He never has to hear those questions again, and who knows, maybe in a few years down the road, he does go someplace else to win one, but I think the people in Milwaukee, and uh, he will always remember that one because that was a uh, that was a memorable scene and a memorable performance at that. Yankees are finally out of the inning. Oh, my it's God. It's 5-5 as they go to the bottom. Is the, of the show inning. over? Is that the show? It feels like we were doing it. That inning lasted the whole show. <laughs> Boy, it tells you, it tells you how, what, what does an error do, right? What does an error do? What, what exactly was it going to take to take Nick Nelson out of the game? Was there nothing he could do to, to come out of that game? I mean, boy, oh, boy. Jeez Louise. It's crazy. It's crazy. Sam's in San Antonio. Hey, Sam, you're next on 98.7. Sam? Good evening, gentlemen. How are you guys doing today? Sorry about that little delay there. That's Hope all is well with you, gentlemen. Uh, before I get to the match with you, uh, Larry, you know, that's what I always call about, but I'll just tell you, you want to hear something funny? Yeah, you please. inject a little bit of baseball into the game of baseball, and look yeah. what happens. You win 8 out of 11. <laughs> How ridiculous <laughs> is that, right? Get the ball, uh, make, make contact. That's what I've always been all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry, going into the uh, All-Star break, and, of course, Gordon, you, you copied as well. Going into the All-Star break as a Mets fan, I was actually feeling really good about it. Mm-hmm. Right when it ended with the DeGrom and the Lindor thing, I'm actually kind of panicking. So, yeah, yeah it, 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 here's my whole point about it. Number one, I, what I don't get is, is there something wrong with the water there in the locker room? Because we have a whole new management medical staff. I still have zero faith in their reports because Carrasco was supposed to be coming back about a month ago. Um, so why they why they can't just give accurate reports? I'll, I'll never understand. I think this is more frustrating than saying, "Yeah, he's going to be back. He's going to be back." Just let us know what it is from the beginning. 
That being said, you you tease going into the commercial. Do they need to make a move? Absolutely. When was the last time that they've been? You know, granted, the lead is kind of trickling down. I'm I'm concerned about Philly for some reason. Um, we've seen what a four game lead uh, gone in seven games, and then the year before that, it was a seven game lead in like 15 games. So this two and a half, three game lead, I'm not confident with. They have to make a move, and to me, is not even just a bat. They need to get a pitcher because. Mm-hmm. God knows what's going to happen with the ground. That's the last thing you want to hear as a pitcher, that there's something wrong with his forearm, and we don't even know what's wrong. Um, Stroh and Walker, they've been godsends, but kind of almost kind of expect them to come back to reality a little bit as well. I mean, they've been mm-hmm. pitching out of their minds. But to me, they need somewhat of a reputable arm. I'm not saying like a top end, but at least middle somewhere, not like a back end guy. And they need to get a legitimate bat. Um, J.D. Davis, to me, he, he, the guy can't catch a ball. If the defense noticed it went down. Lindor is gone. That's a big anchor, yes. But yeah. J.D. Davis, what he's horrible over there. And his bat is not nearly good enough to pick up his terrible glove. Uh, they need to make a move. Uh, in fact, more than one. So I thank you for giving me the time, gentlemen. Sure. You, it's always a pleasure speaking to you guys. I'll hang up and I'll listen. You guys have a wonderful evening. You too, Sam. Thanks. Listen, for me, I, I, I think they've got enough offense. Now, if I can pick up another bat, I will. The priority for me is pitcher. And and here's the thing. Okay, Carrasco, he was brutal in his rehab start. We gave him five runs. So he's not – obviously, he's not ready. Okay. And Syndergaard, maybe September. Gordon, maybe. No, they need another arm to round out that, that rotation. And I agree with uh, Sam. It doesn't have to be a major starter. Like, Barrios, Barrios is a – he's a front-line pitcher, Gordon. There's no doubt about that. I don't know because you've got Thor coming back. I, you really kind of need for me like a Lance Lynch type guy. Yeah. Th- that's what you need. I'm not looking for Bar- – Barrios would be if I was looking for a number two. Like the Yankees should be looking at Barrios. <laughs> right. right. right? <laughs> they should be looking at Barrios. I don't think the Mets need a Barrios, Gordon. Well, look, I mean, it, it always depends on what you have to give up. Uh, I, I – if I were ranking the teams in baseball that I would expect that will be active, the Mets would be very high up on that list. Uh, Mm -hmm. The fact that, you know, they haven't made the playoffs here in a while. The fact that the new owner is in there. um, The fact that they are leading the division. It seems like they're in a pretty good spot that way. And the fact that there are some pretty glaring holes, right? Like you definitely need at least someone, a league average starter to kind of come in there and eat some innings at the very least. You, You could, clearly use someone at third base um that chris bryant name is one boy you talk i i, I would think that the mets offense was going to be better than this but you add mm-hmm. chris bryant to that mix it would be great i mean that's that's a big bat to add uh, and i know that he's kind of been slumping here recently but still he is a guy that um i would uh, as a yankee fan i don't want the mets getting him but uh, that's a, a name that would certainly be interesting so I, i'm fairly confident the mets will do something uh, it's just how much will they do? Because it does seem like there's a couple of things. They probably could use another bullpen arm. They mm-hmm. could use another, you know, they could use somebody at third base, and they could certainly use another pitcher. So it's going to depend on what they think and how much can you really rely on guys, guys who have not pitched this year, like we're saying about Noah and Carrasco. These yeah. are guys that haven't pitched all That's year. Right. I mean, how much are you going to be relying on them at this point to come in here? And it's great if they give you something, but you're not just – if you're not making a trade based on that, you're expecting quite a bit for them to go out there and, and to stay healthy when they haven't been healthy this entire time. And Syndergaard's coming off a significant injury. Yeah. He's coming off Tommy John. And, right. And, and September. 
Right. right? So, you you know. You know, you can't just be like, all right, you're healthy. Go right out there. Trot them out and, you know, seven innings is a start. I mean, I would think that if I were ranking him, I would think that almost starting pitching is probably Mm -hmm. the number one area that the Mets should be looking at. Absolutely. Now, listen, uh, Perios is outstanding. I'm not here to tell you that I don't want him. I mean, you know, I mean, look at I was looking at his stats going 114 in two thirds innings, 92 hits, uh, 47 earned runs. I mean, his his 14 home runs, his strikeout to walk ratio is incredible. He's got 32 walks, 122 strikeouts. I mean, give me a break. He's he's he's, a, he's got a 3.81 ERA on a bad team Terrible in the American team, right? League. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, no, he's listen. got some he's got some light stuff, oh. light out stuff. Now he's been, I think he's been hurt a quite a bit. Yeah. But he's still young. I mean, he's what, 26, 27? 27. Yeah. 27. I mean, that's a guy that uh if if he is actually available. Um that that cuz that's a guy that you you don't you're not just going to have for right now, you hope, mm-hmm. right? That's a guy no. that's not just a piece to win this year. He's a piece moving forward, that's especially right. with Syndergaard being up for a contract. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you don't know what uh, uh Stroman is, is is up after this year again, right? He's on a yeah. one-year deal. So, yep. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would think that if, if there are big names that are going to be made available, there's no reason why the Mets should not be big-name hunting. No, they should. <laughs> they should. And as you mentioned, especially being in first place. Right. In, in a bad division. All right? So the thing here is, and, and, you know, you and Michael seem to agree that the Mets are going to win this division, and I hope you're right, but – you know, once again, depending on what I'm getting from DeGrom, how far can they go? I don't know how far this team's going to go because here's what I do know. Pitching gets better in the postseason. And, and which offense is going to show up, Gordon? Is it going to be the offense that banged, what, 13 home runs against the Reds? I don't think so. Right. <laughs> and, and that's another I thing. I mean, so. you know, with, with DeGrom having all these different injuries and ailments, I mean, it's not like he's Mr. Dependable either. I no. mean, he, he, so I, I don't think that you just need a, a kind of – third or fourth starter I think you should be kind of scaling it higher than that and Barrios is is arbitration eligible next year so you'd still have him next year and then in 2023 he would be an unrestricted free agent so you got him for a couple of years mm-hmm. um, so if it means that you're paying a little bit extra in terms of, of prospects look the owner we still don't know how aggressive he is going to be in this year one but when you I mean we're talking about the uh, the Bucks, right not winning in 50 years yeah Mets haven't won since '86. That's right. I mean, that's a long time, and 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 we have seen. We talk about how bad the division is. We have seen in the past in baseball. It's not, you know, it's not the best regular season team that wins most of the time. It's all no. about just getting in the tournament and going on a run and getting hot. And when you have Degrom at the start of that, the top of that rotation, the offense that you would expect to have, you know, that rotation. If you can add another big piece. That's a, that's a formidable team going into a postseason series. Absolutely. And you have Stroman, and, and let's say Walker continues to be the way he is. Right. I mean, Gordon, you know, look, look at what happened in 09. Look what the Yankees won. The Yankees ran, had a three-man pitching staff. Yep. Three-man starter in the postseason, and they ran the table. <laughs> so yep. if you it's have top three. at the right time, absolutely. That's right. You know, and, and especially with the way the schedule stretches out, you can bring your guys back day off here and there. I mean, you know, if you have a top three, you can do some things. It's yours. The world is yours. The world is yours. The world is yours. Yankees tied at five. You're listening to ESPN New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. Hardesty and Damer until midnight. 
And Gordon, there's a number of, and, and you've talked about it, so I'm very curious to see what you're, what you're thinking. And I, I know that in listening to Kay today, he talked about Corey Kluber is going to have a rehab assignment, so he's ready to come back. Severino's getting close. Luke Voigt was taking batting practice, uh, you know, at the stadium today, so he's getting close. What, what do you think they should do during the, as possible trades, Gordon? What, what are you looking for for them, understanding, as you pointed out many times, they're kind of limited to what they can do? Well, look, they're, they're, I mean, they really have some glaring areas that they could use help. Center field. I mean, they have had the worst production in baseball in center field. Uh, first base, it's great that Luke Voigt is getting close to coming back, but Luke Voigt's history kind of tells you that, that when he comes back, it might not be too long before he's away again. So mm-hmm. I almost feel like the Yankees, it, it almost is the same kind of feel like when the Wilpons were running the Mets, like the the, the big – acquisitions where guys returning from injuries, you know, mm, mm. Kluber's going to come back and Voigt's going to come back. And the, when those guys were here. They weren't all that good to begin with. So yeah. um, I, I, I will say this. I don't think that they will do anything of any great measure. Maybe they'll make a minor move like the ones that they've made to bring in La Castro and, and moves like that. Someone just to give them a healthy body. Uh, if it were me, I would, uh, in terms of the pitching, I would like to get someone who I think is somewhat dependable. There's a guy, John Gray in Colorado. He's in the final year of his contract. Not that old has had a bounce back year, uh, throws hard. So that's a guy that I would like to target there. Certainly. Um, but you have to find somebody to play center field as well. I, I don't know that, uh, that Marte is, is necessarily a fit. Um, but you, I mean, you got to find somebody. You can't mm-hmm. just keep trotting the same guy. As much as I love Greg Allen here and some of the young guys that they've brought up, to me that signifies all you need to know about what the Yankee ownership and team brass thinks about this season. If mm-hmm. these guys click, great, but we're not putting any more into it. It's sink or swim time and with this group. Does, can Allen stay with the big team? Well, look, if he's going to hit every day and steal bases every day, and <laughs> again, we'll be, uh, we'll be uh, polishing the off the leadoff him? spot before too long. Look, if Rupnit Odor can, can turn oh. it around, and it's only a, a couple of weeks away from getting a long-term contract extension for him, Larry. Come on. He's been <laughs> yeah, he's rolling. He's been rolling. Um, yeah, I just don't think that they're going to do anything. I think that, that it's been clear, and it, it drives me crazy because I listen to all these shows. I listen to DCR, and I listen to the mm-hmm. K show, and I listen to people call, well, the Yankees should trade for Joey Gallo, and they should trade for Marte. They're not trading for anybody. This has been the plan the entire time. The moves that were made last offseason – that's why those were the moves. It wasn't yeah. that they thought that Corey Kluber was definitely, but based on the money they had to spend, those were the moves that they could afford, and that's why they made those moves. That's why Rugnet Odor is here. That's, I mean, mm-hmm. all these things. So I don't think that they're going. And, and in fairness, you know, when Hal Steinbrenner came out and spoke and, and went, you know, all these twists and turns to make it seem like he might exceed the luxury tax threshold if the team played well, if a deal came to his desk that he might consider it, that tells you all you need to know. He's not going to consider it. They're not going to exceed it, the, and they're right up against it. So I don't expect any moves. Uh, I think this is the team, sink or swim. And, and in fairness, I know that they've won 8 of 11 here. It's not like the team has shown you that 
they could be a championship-level yeah. team that you mm -hmm. have to go out and say, you know what, look, these guys are, are busting it. These guys, we got a real shot to win something big this year. They got a shot to make a wild card, and if you get in, who knows? But you, I don't get championship vibes even while the team has been playing well. No, you don't. You, you really don't. And the one thing you're looking at, Gordon, which you didn't think, is you, you need a closer. I mean, who's the closer on this team now? You know, yeah. Britton, I thought, would be the closer. He struggled tonight. Uh, Chapman's just come in. He's walked the leadoff batter. And you think, you know, 5-5, five, five, this, is, this is not 9-1. <laughs> right, oh, Larry, is... <laughs> every guy who is writing is, is a media member on this story is begging Didi to hit a home run here. Yeah, oh, my oh, God, yeah. the stories will write themselves. I mean, it will be unbelievable. So, and some fans. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, that, that talking point has been uh, talked to death. So, no, I mean, Chapman, it's amazing to me. I saw a headline today. I got to find the exact headline. Oh, it looks like Chapman's nightmare is over. What? He had one <laughs> out. He gave up a home run. He threw a ball to the backstop. Yeah. What are you talking about? It was one outing. I think it was his first save in a month. I don't know that that necessarily means that his nightmare is over. I mean, the first pitch was it wasn't even close. <laughs> it was Ryan Duran, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. I wasn't even old enough for Ryan Duran. I just know that's a Ryan Duran, you know? Whoa. Didi. See it, Gordon? You see? Oh, no, not yet. Not yet. No. It's okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. That's all right. That's all right. Ooh. You don't mind that. I, yeah, no. I, had, I didn't mean to do you like that. No, yeah. <laughs> the way you said it, I was <laughs> I like, oh, no. Like this is going to be in the upper deck. <laughs> no, 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 no. Robbie's in Massachusetts. Hey, Robbie, you're next on 98.7. Hey, guys. Good to talk to you. It's been a while. I had to talk to you because this game's driving me crazy. You know, Chapman's making $16 million. I know he hasn't been great. But he's better alternative to me than Nick Nelson with his 9.69 ERA. Can you explain to me how you bury Greg Allen in the lineup hitting seventh? I know he had a double tonight. But why would you bat him seventh? Why wouldn't you bat him in front of LeMayu? Why can't the Yankees get it through their thick heads that the idea of a guy like Greg Allen who's hot is to lead him off and let LeMayu bat in front of, behind him? No, and Robbie, there is no him. hot. It's hot doesn't exist. Nine. Hot right. doesn't exist for the when Yankees. The, That's the problem. They don't. They don't believe in hot. It's just ridiculous, Gordon. I mean, I first of all, why in the world is Nick Nelson in it? And I don't understand Britain. He walks the world like he's just coming back. back but I'm going to deal with reality. All right, here's my reality. I still want this team to be sellers. They're probably not going to be Gordon. You're absolutely right. They're probably going to pick up some, you know, small guy. And, and this is the other thing that drives me crazy. I know Tyler Wade's not a great hitter, but why is Chris Giddens hitting 107 batting for Wade? You, you take Wade's defense out of the game, and Wade is a left-handed guy. All you need is a single. You don't need Chris Giddens to come up there and wave at three pitches and sit down. I mean, I'm sorry. What does Aaron Boone do well? Could you guys please explain to me what he does well as an answer? I have a dippity doo -dah. Yeah, that is going to be a deeper dive. We're going to need more than uh, the next hour to kind of come up with a. a <laughs> I mean, we're going to. Hey, that's going to take a lot. Hey, Look, honestly. in fairness, Robbie, I don't know what his yeah. actual job is. I don't know really? what the manager's what? job of the Yankees actually is. But if it's not managing the bullpen in game, right? Like Cashman's not on the phone during the game. The, the analytics staff is not telling him, you got to take this guy. This is his baby. He's got to be able to handle it. And tonight was right. not, I mean, how Nick Nelson is the guy you're saying, you know who this situation calls for? The guy with the nine ERA this year that looks scared every time he's on the mound. I, I don't know how that's right. the it's guy ridiculous. you go to. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, he manages the bullpen so poorly. But, I mean, the guy that Chris Giddens hitting for, for Wade, what was the point of that? You've got a righty against the righty rather than a lefty against the righty. Percentages, you go right against lefty, but you didn't single. And you got a guy with speed up there, at least if he slaps the ball to the ground, you know, maybe he gets a single. Maybe, you know, who knows? But, I mean, I don't understand the strategy sometimes with baseball. And the averages are, are disgusting to me. All right, Robbie, your line's right. messing up. Thank, thanks for the phone call, but well, well, Gordon, what is Aaron Boone going to say? Because somebody's definitely going to ask him after the game. What were your thoughts? Oh, well, look, it's going to depend on win or loss. I mean, mm-hmm. win or loss, you know, that, that's going to be a, a major factor. But it will be, you know, we, we have a lot of faith in, in Nelly. Uh, he goes out there uh, and he competes. And maybe he got squeezed a little bit tonight, but uh, he knows he has to be better. And uh, we have to be better as a team. I, would he? Would he? And I think Chapman may have hurt himself. Well, he looks like his oh nail is uh, this nail, this fingernail. I mean, how long does it take to grow fingernails, Larry? I grow fingernails now at this age, and they're strong as hell. I did the, I did the little clippers. They bing across the room. This guy, how does he have stronger fingernails, Larry? I don't get it. I don't know. My fingernails it. are like Freddy Krueger at my age. Hey, I mean, I get some good distance on them. This guy has been growing his fingernail. And he keeps biting it off. Maybe that's oh, the issue. Oh, my Lord. I don't know, but they're out there talking to him. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.